This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's talk to someone, Chelsea, who is always on point and always knows what day of the week it is. Here to lay down the law. Very grateful to you, Constable. Thank you, Constable. With her favorite picks for today. Is Clark. She fires and goes! It's Kate Constable. And may the Schwartz be with you. Each and every week here on the show, co-host of MQL's brand new show, The Better Angle, each and every Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. Okay, good morning to you. And, you know, I have to ask you, you just got back from Austin. I wanted to ask you about your trip before we get into your bets, just because I went to school in Austin, went to Texas. So how did you enjoy it? I loved it, Jenks. It was so fun. I had my bachelorette party there this weekend. We did all the bachelorette Mm. things. Um, And that's why I'm on the show today instead of yesterday, because I don't know what day of the week it is either. I've been on the couch. I've been rotating from the couch to bed to couch to bed, recovering from this past weekend. So I have no idea if it's Wednesday, Thursday or Friday today. But here we are. Okay. well, I'm glad you had a good time. Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. It's Thursday. We're all on the same page now. Everything's good. There we go. It's fine. At least you've had a little time going from couch to the bed to the kitchen to get aspirin or whatever to maybe look at some NBA lines. So what are you on tonight in the Eastern Conference semifinals? Uh, I have had some time to do that, Jenks. I am taking the Sixers tonight on the money line in the Eastern Conference uh, semis. I like them basically because what we've seen from Boston – is not what we've seen from them throughout the entire regular season or even last season in the finals. I keep expecting that team to show up, but they're just not. They came out flat in game five. I'm not sure we're going to get that really good version of the Celtics that we're used to. And a lot of the playoffs is about making not only adjustments from game to game, but in-game adjustments. And we haven't seen that from Joe Mazzulla. I mean, Boston lives and dies by the three. But guess what? If you're not knocking down shots from deep, You should probably try something else. Again, didn't see that in game five. Celtics were just nine of 32 from deep before they had a few garbage time threes that made the score look a lot closer than it was. And it almost feels like Boston's players are starting to realize that their coach is outmatched by Doc Rivers, who's had quite a bit of scrutiny over some decisions he's made in the playoffs over the years. So that's not a great um, a great comparison right there. I've even heard some reporters say it feels like Missoula's kind of lost the locker room, and I don't disagree with that. I don't think the players have a whole lot of faith in him right now, and that's not a great recipe going into a uh, closeout game tonight or a, a potential, you know, um, Closeout game. Elimination. Them being closed out. Elimination. That's the word there, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, every time the Celtics made a run, the Sixers punched back, and then Boston just seemed completely deflated. Like, they couldn't get over the hump. That's not a team that's playing connected. Not a team that I want to back. And the Sixers have all the momentum. Joel Embiid looks like he's finally hit a stride over these last couple of games. I think this is finally his time to get over that hump for him, himself and make it to the uh, conference finals and potentially – the finals i mean that's a little bit ways down the road but i like the sixers tonight on the money line it has been a joel Embiid type of year making a first team all nba for the first time i believe in his career as well i'm seeing your next play and i feel like it's kind of correlated to the sixers having a good night because what we've seen from james harden when he has a good game the sixers are usually winning the game but we also know he affects the game more than just his scoring he is also one of the best in the game at dishing out those assists so what do you like for James Harden tonight 
Yeah, Harden, I'm going to look at to have a double-double that's plus 115 at a number of places. Uh, he's had a double-double in two of his last three games. Tyrese Maxey came alive in Game 5 at 30-plus points. And if he continues that again, Harden's totally fine finding him and feeding him the ball throughout the game. That's what he did uh, in Game 5. And it's the it's the assist leg of this double-double that I'd be most concerned with because Harden's going to get over 10 points. That's fairly easy for him. But he's averaging 13 potential assists in this series. So even some of the games where he's had, you know, closer to six, eight assists, those numbers. He's had a lot of potential assists. So with this being, again, a closeout game for the Sixers and and him playing really well and playing really well team basketball, uh, I like Harden to not only have double-digit points, but double-digit assists for a little double-double. We're talking with Kate Constable, co-host of BetQL's new show, The Better Angle, each and every Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. A co-host with Cameron Smith. They take you behind the numbers and uncover the stories that help shape the odds. You can check it out on twitch.tv slash BetQL or anywhere on the go with the Odyssey app. Okay, Kate, let's go to the Western Conference. And we are on the right side on this one. The same side, I should say. So what is your handicap when it comes to the Nuggets and the Suns? The Nuggets getting three, three and a half. I, I tend to think that Phoenix is just completely out of gas here. Yeah, uh, this is the right side, Jenks. We got to go into it yeah. thinking that we're always on the right side. Right? Yeah, I like the Nuggets <laughs> in this one. I'm just going to take them plus the points here just to have a little bit of a cushion, but I, I could see them winning outright as well. Uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combined for 72 points and 88 points in games three and four. Game five, just 54 points, which is great. 50 Combining for 54 points is really good, but not in comparison to what's the, what they did in games three and four. And if they're not having that same production that they had in games three and four, this Suns team just doesn't have the supporting cast to win these games. I mean, unless we get another Landry Shamit five threes uh, like he had in game four, the Suns just don't have enough firepower and their, their rotations are inconsistent. They're not quite sure who to play in those, you know, role player spots to have someone really step up. Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Aaron Gordon for Denver. They've been great at uh, defending Booker and making him struggle a little bit more. And when he's not playing lights out, the Suns, again, just don't have the players that are stepping up consistently. So it feels like, yes, the Suns are running out of gas a little bit, and this is definitely a Denver series. It's just if they can close it out on the road tonight, they've been much better at home. But I think we get a pretty inspired effort from Jokic and company. So I'll take them plus three in Phoenix tonight. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it looks like we have a whole host of ways to bet on these games, and you're following that trend with a prop for this game as well. Who do you like or who do you not like? <laughs> well, if DeAndre Ayton plays tonight, I don't like him. I don't like I don't like his play on the floor. Um, <laughs> I don't know, not as a person. I, I have nothing bad to say about him as a person because I don't know him. What I do have right. something bad to say about is his effort. Because in the mm -hmm. postseason, it seems to just completely go away. Same story as last year when Aiton quit in the postseason. Game five against Dallas, that, that that elimination game for the Suns on their home floor, they got blown out. And Aiton and Monty Williams got into it on the sidelines because Aiton just decided to take himself out of the game. That's essentially what's happening here. And him having a rib contusion and being questionable, that tells me one of two things. Either... Monty Williams is like, hey, dude, you're not playing hard, and so you're just not playing for us tonight. Mm -hmm. Or Aiton is like, I'm not getting the, the touches that I want. I'm not scoring how I want, so I'm going to just take myself out of the game. Like, there's no – I have a hard time believing he actually has that much of a rib contusion that he would be not able to play in this game. I think this is more of like an off-court issue between the Suns, you know, organization, that locker room. 
in this series, Aiton is minus 21, minus 13, minus four, zero, and minus 21. So he does not have a positive net rating in this series at all. And I used to think Carl Anthony Towns was the softest big man in the league. No, that award is now going to DeAndre Ayton because when he's not playing well and he's not, you know, performing how he wants to, he just shuts down. And that's exactly what's happening. And that's why the Suns are going to lose this series. Ooh. I love that take. Yeah, I know. So, Get me going about it, DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> I'm sorry to sweat a little over here. Uh, so let, let me ask you this question because Chelsea and I have, have discussed this throughout the week, and I love that angle where you look at maybe an issue between a player and a head coach, and I remember that last year. We didn't even know mm-hmm. if DeAndre Ayton was going to stay with the Suns. Can you put any sort of – I guess, any sort of emphasis on what a player says after a game or the mood in the locker room after a loss? Because you're, you're going to be down. There's no question about it. But every now and then, can you ever glean something that a player says and say, ooh, I didn't realize that, or that's something I hadn't thought of, or this general attitude makes me fade this team? Or is that just exaggerating based on sort of in the moment? No, I think you can 100% do that. And a lot of times I go back and I listen to the post-game press conferences because you can pick out little things here and there that, yeah. that, that you know, give you an angle. These are human beings, too. I mean, we forget that. They're not just robots that go up to these press conferences and say these things. So if someone's saying, you know, things aren't going so well, or, or um, Julius Randle the other day saying, I think they wanted it more than us. Like, I'm sure in his mind after he said that, he was like, oh, crap, I really shouldn't have said that. And now the Knicks came out yesterday and they looked like they wanted it. But those are things that you kind of pick up from players and it's like, oof, really? That's kind of, that's a seed in your mind right now that shouldn't be there at all. Um, So, yes, I totally, totally think that. And even Aiton skipping press conferences earlier in this series, like that tells me something too, that when he starts to shut down a little bit, whether it's even, you know, off the court, not going to press conferences, that's going to affect his play on the court and that affects the team as a whole. So I definitely think that there's something in that. And I would encourage people to listen to the press conferences because it does give you a little bit, I think of an edge when you're handicapping these games. All right. So we know we don't have a Lakers Warriors game tonight, but I am very interested to hear your thoughts on this series because I was very much in the camp of thinking, okay, the Lakers are going to get it done. But after what we saw from the Warriors last night, I'm in a mental pretzel. Do you have a good (laughs) read on this series now? No, I don't at all. I don't at all. I thought the Lakers are going to advance. I still kind of think that's the case. But the longer this series goes, the more it favors Golden State because you just saw Anthony Davis have to leave, you know, with that head injury yesterday. LeBron twisted his ankle. Like these guys just need to get out of the series and have some time off before they face either the Nuggets or the Suns. So the longer it goes, the more I think maybe Golden State can hold on. But the Lakers are the better team all around. So if AD and LeBron can be healthy for this next game, I think that they'll close it out. But yeah, Chelsea, I don't have any series prices on this. I have nothing to recommend in terms of how to continue to bet the series. I would just look at it game to game um, and probably play in under in this next game. I don't even know what the line is, but that's where my mind's going right now. You can follow her on Twitter and TikTok. And check her out as co-host of BetQL's new show, The Better Angle, each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. It is our friend Kate Constable. Kate, get to feeling better. Glad you had a good time in Austin. And thanks for the picks. Thanks, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.